Hey everyone, this is Mike Andes. You're listening to episode 193 of the Business Bootcamp Podcast. Today I'm excited to come to you. This is the first episode we've recorded in the new studio. And I can't wait till we actually get video content out of this place. It's going to be a while because I just don't have the time to set up every lighting and all that stuff right now. But definitely down the road that's going to be coming. And I'm excited because now for webinars and conference calls and stuff, I actually have like a legit setup. And so that'll take you know shape probably more over the winter when I have some more time on my hands. But for now, it's exciting in this place now and it's been a lot of fun. Now, I want to thank today's sponsor before we get started and that's FreshBooks. If you haven't already, go to freshbooks.com slash bootcamp. You get a free 30-day trial of their cloud accounting software and it's not just accounting. You also get the CRM part of it, which is the client relationship management, keeping track of your customers, their information, and I was just talking to someone yesterday and I, I had to refer them to FreshBooks because they s- simply did not know their numbers and it was kind of like a mom and pop operation and he did the work, she did the books. Uh, but when I say did the books, it, it was literally like photocopying or printing out emails as invoices that stated out the numbers that they had typed up and then filing those away. And it was pretty bad because they didn't even know how much I owed them after we did the work. I had to remind them. And so I encourage you, if you don't have any sort of way of tracking your expenses in your invoicing and payables and receivables, if you don't have that all lined up on a cloud accounting software that's accessible from an iPad, your phone, on the cloud, from a computer, wherever, I definitely encourage you to go to freshbooks.com slash bootcamp, get a free 30-day trial, check it out. And if you decide to go forward, it's only like a few dollars per month to get started anyways. And they have a lot of different integrations with everything from payroll to different uh, features that you can operate within the system that integrate with bigger, better, like software for payroll and different, uh, they have great integrations. So check it out, freshbooks.com slash bootcamp and put in business bootcamp podcast in the how did you hear about us section. Uh, So thank you for their uh, sponsorship and supporting the show. Now today I want to talk about, and really this is the funny thing about some, some of these episodes when I record, is it's not so much me like making content or even me documenting what I'm doing as much as me talking through some of the problems that I'm having in my business or the things that I'm thinking about. And personally, not just like, you know, last episode we talked about Amazon. We talked about, you know, the the, the, the big acquisition they had with Whole Foods. We talked about Samsung, the way they're, they're marketing the S8 and how I think that's clever and all that. But now, now it's more internal what I want to talk about today and kind of the musings of myself and what I'm going through. So how this all came about is I was talking with uh, one of the podcast listeners. We were doing a phone call, and what's cool about this new studio is now I can I don't have anyone living in, in the same building, and so I can be late and be loud up night. So it's kind of cool. But I was having a late night a phone call with an entrepreneur listener of the podcast, and we were talking, and uh, he he was he was saying some things, and I was you know giving some advice. We were just kind of jamming, and. Uh, one of the things that I recommend he do, I don't want to you know give away too much information just because I didn't ask him. Um, but uh, one of the things I, I was suggesting that he do is be really open and honest with his employees about certain things that were going on in the business and just kind of come from a very vulnerable position. Uh, essentially, without giving too much away, the company was struggling and he needed to get them on board. And I felt like the best way to do that was just to be open, honest, and come from a place of vulnerability. So what I want to talk to you about today is about the thoughts that I'm having now after that phone call, this is, you know, the, yesterday I had this phone call last night and the, the thoughts I've been having today and what I possibly might share with my team in my attempt to 
come from a place of vulnerability, open up their relationship and develop more trust as a leader for my team. And so essentially this is, this is the thing. So I've empl- I employed people and they came to a career fair. I told them about the business. I got, you know, 90% of employers would never get as open about uh, the business as I did before even hiring someone. Uh, and then on a day-to-day basis, they do see me all the time. They're around me all the time. They, they, I'm pretty much there every single morning before everyone heads out and pretty much all the time there. Like It's getting less and less, less now that we're opening a second location, that there's more people involved, there's more job sites. So that's becoming less that I'm not always there, but they have access to me pretty much all the time. And so we have our, our weekly meetings on Wednesday morning. Oh, we have management meetings now starting uh, a few weeks ago, a management man, the management team gets together on Monday mornings. Uh, Wednesday is the entire staff meeting. Uh, now with the two locations starting up next month, we're gonna have to figure that out. Starts which day is which location, things like that. So make sure I'm there and have a presence, and we can go over things. And I'm still, I'm still working, becoming as a leader, a CEO, like like how those should be operating and run. And I know there's certain changes I have to make. Uh, however, one thing I, I after yes last night's. Uh, uh, phone call that I had uh, with one of the listeners, I I kind of realized that I never really have come from vulner come to a place of vulnerability with my own team about even some of the things I've shared on the podcast. And really, it's the two things that make me what I am as an entrepreneur and as a business owner. And I feel like it might be a positive for, for them to hear these things. And so some of you have already heard these from just listening to the podcast, but obviously not everyone on my team listens to the podcast. Um, but it really just coming from a vulnerable standpoint, like personally. And I believe that you as, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, when you come in, as a leader uh, of any organization, whether it be business or not, whether it be family or organizational, nonprofit, church, whatever it is, when you come from a place of vulnerability and you open yourself up to become vulnerable, it opens us, it raises your relationship to a certain level and it allows that person to relate to you a whole lot better. And it will, just being open, like I'm, I'm a big believer in communication within a team and being open and just honest and transparent Whether if people aren't, aren't doing their job correctly or if you feel they need to improve or if there's tensions within relationships within the organization. And like, just be open, honest, bring those things to the forefront. I don't think hiding it is any, gonna do anybody good. I don't think trying to you know put it under the mat or ignoring it definitely is not, the, the solution to the problem, I believe, it is to be open, honest, communicate all those things. However, it's it's something that I haven't really been really open or communicate with my team. And that is like, why do I work a lot? Why do why are we building this business? Why are we trying to scale it up? Why are we putting so much fuel on the growth of the company? And not why am I not just sitting back and kind of just taking a nice paycheck? Uh, why are all this and being really open about like just my more of a, of a personal level. And so these are the thoughts that I've been thinking I'm going to talk about for the next few minutes that I'm thinking I might share with my team. I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to share all the details or any of the details, but it's something that I guess I'm kind of almost just mocking up as like as if I was talking to my team right now, um, sharing them some details about personally what I fear, the things I go through as we grow the business so they can relate better to me as a leader, as a business owner, and maybe just as a friend. And so it comes from, you know, even even last week we're, we're hiring people right now. And so on the employee contract for one of the new hires that we just hired, she's going to be the off, one of the office managers for the new location. And so 
uh, on their employee contract. Once they sign one part of it, they get another part. It's like a checklist for a new employee that they got to do things they have to do, like uh, submitting certain forms. They have to do certain training and check that off, get that signed. They have to get their uniform. They have to do all these things, right? Well, on the top of that, there was one line that said, welcome to the Augusta team, uh, Augusta family. And right away, I was like, I had see, I, I didn't know how that ever got there. I was like, I don't, I want that change right now. I want it to be saying Augusta team. I really believe that in a business, you shouldn't run it as a family. And everyone likes to say, oh, we're such a family here. We, we're, we're like a family. Like, uh, I know Susie across the hall there and we're like family and everyone loves each other like family. The problem with a family is you have to love everyone unconditionally. And that's not a bad thing as a family. In a family setting, when you're, you're your brothers, your sisters, your wife, your your husband, uh, all of those things, like it is a good thing to have unconditional love. When it comes to a business, you shouldn't run it as a family because you don't like there. Sh- if someone's not pulling their weight, there's no reason to keep them on board. Yes, you should work with them, try to make sure you work out differences. See, but there, there should not be unconditional love, in my opinion. There should not. There should, eventually has to be a point where the business is more important than the relationship. Eventually, um, and and I don't, you know, I I know you you could take that completely wrong, saying, oh, oh, it's always money. It's not always. It, you say it's about people, but now you're saying the business is over the relationship. But what I'm saying is that in the end, without the business, there is no relationship. There is no employee-employee relationship. There is no uh, a, a partner. There is no uh, co-worker relationship without the business. So if the business is failing, if the business is being affected poorly, that relationship needs to end. And if, if you're a family, that's why when I said, when it said Augusta, welcome to the Augusta family, I said right away, we need to change that into say Augusta team. Because on a team, you think of sports, you have to earn your position. Yes, there's camaraderie. Yes, when people fall down, you pick them up. Yes, when someone's having a bad day, you encourage them. Yes, if someone misses a field goal, you pick them up back up and you you tell them they can do it again. You give them another shot. But at the end of the day, you have to earn your spot on the team. And you can be traded and you can be put on the bench. But the the thing about a team is, regardless of your carrying, like a football analogy, analogy if you're whether it, it doesn't matter if you're carrying the ball if you're kicking at the field goal if you're blocking if you're on the sidelines uh making the calls with the coaches the coaching staff it doesn't matter if you are sitting on the bench it doesn't matter if you're up in the press box making the calls from up above you're all going for one goal one purpose one mission so i like to look at the business the organization at, and as a team not a family a team i think just that switch in some people's mind would help you're not a family that you have to love everybody unconditionally regardless of if they're horrible at their job or if they repeatedly cannot perform their task and put up with them and let them be an anchor and a drain. And then everyone everyone doesn't want to talk to them. They constantly bring down the morale. They're constantly sucking up the money of the, of the company. They're making poor decisions. They aren't changing. They aren't improving. They're dragging everyone else down. You don't have to love them unconditionally. As a team, you kick them off the team. Eventually, there comes a time when enough, after lots of practice, after a lot, lot of coaching, if someone's not willing to make changes, if they're not making willing to improve results, if they're not willing to help the team, they get kicked off. In a family, you can't do that. I'd encourage you to stop looking at your at your company and in your organization, you know, your business organization as a family, and look at it as a team. But that being said, 
and I start talking about being vulnerable, there are certain elements that almost seem like a family. Like now that I think about it, it's like, but also on a team, like it's powerful for a leader, a captain of a team to be vulnerable about his fears or what he's going through or what he's afraid of even the next game, like where, where his weaknesses are. And that way people know where he's coming from when he calls certain plays and people begin to, to, to really get on the team. They get on the boat, right? So anyways, all that being said, I've been thinking about some of the things that the vulnerabilities I might open up to my team. The two main ones are really just the fears that keep me motivated, all right? And I've mentioned the first one and I think the second one, uh, certain places in the podcast, but one of them is very selfish and individual. The second one is very collective and really has to do everything with the business. The first one is the like, why do I do what I do? Why do I grow the business? Why do I work a long, long, long hours? Why, why? Like, what's the point? Personally, like, I've never told the guys this, and that is that I'm afraid of going back to where I, where I know our families come from. Well, a place, you know, not the best off financially, things like that. Like, there's a place of fear. And, and it's a horrible thing to say this. And, and some of you had emailed me about this after an interview I did with Be Influence podcast. And uh, I mentioned in there, like, the thing that motivates me is fear. And and a lot of you are like, that's horrible. That's such a horrible place to be. I was just being honest when he asked me that question. Like, And it's just the truth that every single day I wake up afraid of ever going back to the place where we didn't, we didn't know, like we couldn't go shopping because there wasn't money or the car, the credit card was maxed out. Or I knew that my dad was working like two jobs and, and not being able to focus on the, the career or the passion that he he wanted to do. And, 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 and knowing that there was times we didn't have the money to go get food or we had to wait till the paycheck came in living pay to paycheck to paycheck and knowing that, you know, credit cards were maxed, all those things. Like we, we've slowly kind of got out of that. And, and thankfully we, we were at, you know, just recently my family's been debt free and everything. That's great. Wonderful. But I never want to get back to that position and place when I have a family to have to put them through that. And so I'm literally driven by fear every day to wake up early, work hard, long, long hours. It's not the main thing in my life. Business isn't the main thing. Making money isn't the main thing. But I promise you that fear of ever going back to that place again drives me every day to make sacrifices, whether it be time, whether it be money, whether it be effort, whether it be sacrificing the nice car so that I can grow the business, whether it be working 20 hours a day if I have to, to get my pl- myself in a position to not ever go back to that place, that position of fear and not knowing. It's funny. I'm afraid of fear. I'm afraid of going back to that place of fear concerning finances. Like from a life standpoint, this is not the case. I'm talking about like money, business, finance. Like I love my family that I have great memories. I think it molded me into who I am and I wouldn't change anything about it. It made me the person I am as far as work ethic and uh, being frugal and communication and really knowing the value of an hour of work, knowing the value of a dollar. Like I wouldn't change any of it. But on the other hand, I never want to go back to that place. It's funny. It's so paradoxical. It's hilarious uh, when you think about it. And you look and you say, well, do you ever want your kids to be in that? No, I don't. But then on the other hand, it's like, I don't want them to be spoiled because I know being in those positions is what made me what I am today. And the way I think about business and money and, and finances, and, and it gives me a lot of perspective talking to younger uh, young people, 20s, 30s, things like that, uh, 
about money when they haven't come from that place of knowing what it's like to work hard, knowing what it's like to squeak by, uh, live paycheck to paycheck, live on credit cards, uh, be in debt, have that fear. Like it, it, it gives you a lot of perspective. And so number one vulnerability that I might open up to my team is, th- is that, is that the reason Augusta Lawn Care, one of my businesses, is, is such a big part the reason I work so hard at it, the reason I'm so passionate about it, the reason I, I think about it all the time, the reason for that is because I never want to go back to that place again. Financially, you know, from a life standpoint, you know, this is a completely different equation. But from a business financial standpoint, I never want to go back to that place of being afraid of not knowing where the money is coming from for food, not knowing, being a constant place of fear or uh, knowing that your family has to suffer for any st- any period of time. And I wouldn't trade my childhood for the world, by the way. Um, but that's number one. Number two is the fear of the responsibility of being a leader within the organization. What I mean by that is every time I hire someone, it adds to the level of responsibility that I have as the leader. I don't just hire a person. I also am hiring someone that is needing a car payment, paying off uh, college tuition, paying for their children. Like there's people who have children within my words it's not a bunch of young kids anymore like there's people with families and wives and like like there are there, there's real families here that are depending on the paycheck depending if you trace it back the paycheck but then that paycheck relies on a business that's solid that that business a solid business relies on me to make sales to grow the business to make financial decisions that are in the best interest for the company like that all that pressure as you add people compounds on myself because it's not about the dollars and cents anymore. It's about are all the people relying on this company, on this organization, on this organism, are they all being all the, are their needs being met? The car payments, the college tuition, their savings, uh, their health plan. Like you know how when it comes to insurance, people think like, well, what what if something happens? So they go out and buy insurance uh, for like their health. Well, when you have a whole bunch of employees, now you start thinking, well, what happens? What, what 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 happens if so and so gets hurt, or what happens if their family, you know, if they get hurt, and then what what's their family going to do then? And you start all of their uh, their questions and their fears really come back to you fi- on a financial standpoint of what are their debts, you know, where are they health wise, like, uh, and then like I don't know how to explain it. There's a certain level of responsibility that comes with being the owner. And employing these people, and I know some people aren't like this. I know some people are like, "Oh, you can just hire someone else if they don't work out, or if they get hurt, or uh, if you can't pay them enough for their to, to pay off their college tuition, like who or their you know their uh, college debt or whatever. Like who cares? Or if they're not making their rent payments, who cares? Like I'm not that way. I I take it super personal, and so I think that's a good thing. But then it also adds a level of fear of like, okay, if the business doesn't work, <clears throat> if we don't make sales. <clears throat> If we don't grow this thing out, how are the people within the organization going to grow? How are they going to pay their financial obligations? But more importantly, like how are they going to develop as people? How are, are, am I going to be able to create an organization that they can grow both from a, a, how much money I can pay them like in their career? Like they can go from just a laborer to an estimator to maybe a project manager. Like can they move up in the, or, or, in the organization, number one? Like from a financial standpoint, two, can they develop as people and 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 just as a person, their personality and their communication skills within the organization, and then all that weight comes back on me. 
So every day I deal with that personal fear of financially going back, of coming like every day. And and this is what a lot of people thought was kind of funny or strange on that interview that I had was I said that that fear will never go away. It doesn't matter. I always used to think like if I ever had so much money in the bank, I wouldn't, I would, I'd be able to get away from that. Well, I've hit that number and it doesn't do anything. Like there, I don't think I'll ever lose the fear of going back to that place. It'll be a constant fire that it really can't be like put out. It'll be like, it doesn't matter how much money I have. I'll always have that fear and that, that fuel, uh, that fire underneath me to fuel all my passion, fuel the work ethic, fuel the sacrifice. I think that's always going to be there. Obviously, it's going to be channeled differently when I get married, when life events happen, things change, uh, people pass away, like all that happens and changes how you, your, your perspective. But I still think from a financial business standpoint, that fear will never go away and how it kind of uh, is reflected or how it is uh, it manifests itself will change. And whether it be industry or what type of business or what I'm involved in, but I think it, I don't think it'll ever, I don't think it'll ever go away. And the reason I can say this, like I said, I thought it'd go away after a certain amount of money. I thought, and, and I'm happy it doesn't because it's constant growth. It's like, okay, what's next? Keep going. On the other hand, uh, I think when I tell my team this, they'll realize they'll understand a little bit more while I'm always pushing, while I'm always looking for ways to improve. We're never complacent. We're always changing, constantly evolving the business model, constantly improving it, looking for efficiency, and almost with a tinge of paranoia behind it. A tinge of, we can make this better. Perfection is kind of the goal. And for some people that drives them crazy, like they would come to our organization and say, like, it works great. Like, like our routing is fine. Why do we need to always make notes? Or why do we need to punch in and out to track every single minute? Why do we need to uh, communicate so well with the client, to the office, to the crew manager? Like, why is this so involved? It's because we're trying to make it perfect. Why, why are we trying to make it perfect? Because I'm trying to make a bulletproof business that regardless of economic tides, competition, bad times, bad weather, whatever it is, our business is bulletproof and I don't have to have to, I don't have to sack, I don't have to risk or I don't have to, yeah, I don't have to risk going back to that place financially. So that's a fear that I have to be vulnerable with, I think. I'm still thinking about if I'm even going to share this stuff with my team. But like, I feel like them knowing some of these things might help them understand me, understand why I make certain decisions within the business. And in doing so, they will, they will be able to, A, be vulnerable with me, certain things in their life that they might be going through, sicknesses or in their family that they're going through, things that I can help them with. And because I became vulnerable and increased our level of relationship, I'm talking as if I've already done it, but it would increase our level of relationships so that they can become number one, vulnerable with me. And number two, they can understand why I do certain things a whole lot better. And, and, And instead of maybe criticizing my constant looking for perfection or being annoyed when customers aren't happy or kind of drawing into myself when customers aren't happy or things are going wrong or people make dumb moves in the business, I kind of, I don't get mad. I kind of like, get quiet like maybe they'll understand a little bit more and then they'll they'll be able to operate better within their role during those times so i said all of that i hope it made some sense and all i'd encourage you to do is be vulnerable with your people whether that be telling them being very open and honest about 
yourself, what you've gone through, what, why you are the way you are when it comes to business. And like, it takes a lot of knowing yourself and, and being really self-aware to know how you react is because of such and such. Like it takes a lot of self-awareness to know that I wake up every day with just a tiny bit of paranoia and fear. And then that takes self-awareness. And if you can reflect that, tell other people in the organization, they'll understand you a lot better and it'll open up a level of relationship that you haven't unlocked in the past that will allow them to also be vulnerable and share things in their life that will allow them to grow, the business to grow, and your relationship to grow. So that's it for today, everyone. This has been Mike Andes. You've been listening to the Business Bootcamp podcast. And if you haven't already and you want to start your own business, I'd check out landscapebusinesscourse.com. It's a course I made just for people that are wanting to start a landscaping business. It walks you for the, through the first three years of your business. And if you get started now, like right now, it's I'm only charging for the cost of the software. It's $247. Uh, the, all the other content, the video content, templates, all that stuff is free. Um, and so if you join now, like, within, like this week, I'll be sending out uh, are the first webinar for each cohort of the class. And so we're going to get in groups of 10 to 20 and have live webinars where we can talk about the business model that we is discussed in the course and see where people are at in the first three years and can bounce ideas off of our, each other and see how exactly. And it's, it's good because we all are working with the same business model, the same structure, how we do estimates, like all of that's very same. So it's going to be cool. So if, you, if you're looking for a business, if you're wanting to start a landscaping business, go to landscapebusinesscourse.com and check out the podcast at Landscape Business Course and just on iTunes or wherever. So that's it for today, everyone. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.